Are you a college student looking for extra guidance on how to figure out your life after college? Maybe you need to spice up your resume, find the best way to answer difficult interview questions, or you just want to be in the right mindset for determining your career path. My best-selling career ebook guide is now available on the official podcast website at whatfulfillsyou.com where you can also find the recent merchandise drop of the What Fulfills You Daily Signature Notebook, which is my go-to vegan leather notebook for writing down gratitude, priorities, meeting notes, and so much more. You can find all of this on the official website at whatfulfillsyou.com. Emily Elizabeth, and I'm the host of the What Fulfills You podcast, a show for and about individuals always seeking to be their best selves. On this show, we talk all about building the mindset, finding the right careers, creating meaningful relationships, and so much more. Welcome to the What Fulfills You podcast. Hello, hello everyone. Happy Tuesday. Today is a very special day and special episode, but first and foremost, welcome back to the What Fulfills You podcast. My name is Emily Elizabeth. I'm your host, Um, but speaking of today's episode, if you can't tell from the title or just from the show notes, it is the 100th episode and I put a lot of thought into today's solo episode because I wanted it to reflect on the reason behind why I started this podcast um, just a little over a year ago and pretty much why I got into the podcast journey in general. As some of you know, I did have a previous podcast with another co-host on the show Young and Ambitious that was back in 2019. That was a great experience. I had a lot of fun with my former co-host, but from that experience, I learned a lot in just, you know, my why and the reason why I am genuinely passionate about bringing this information to fellow young women, females, all of that. And so um, I'm super excited for this 100th episode. And I just want to say thank you all for being along on this journey with me, for continuously listening every week. And for those of you who do take the time to send me a DM or you know leave a review, I want you to know I'm so grateful. You guys know that I'm always in the DMs responding to you guys and you know asking for your feedback as well and your critique. So thank you always. Um, and I always appreciate when you guys send me a DM. So if you've been holding back and just want to say hi, thank you, whatever, uh, just send me a DM. I love talking to you guys. But before we get into the podcast, let's kick it off with a little bit of gratitude. So today I want to just dive into my gratitude for the timing of life in the past year. I know the pandemic and a lot of that threw many of us off, including myself. In fact, it threw off my plans to move to New York in June 2020, which was my initial plan. Um, But I ended up moving to Los Angeles, which was also something I recorded about last year so if you want to hear my thoughts and my process on that from last year you can go back to episodes from july 2020 through probably september i probably had some nuggets um back then but it's really interesting because i always told myself and told people that i was never going to move to los angeles or i don't want to say the word never but maybe i just knew that i didn't want to be in the los angeles city 
And then I ended up meeting someone uh, last year around early July, uh, and he lived in LA. And I guess just by spending time with this person, it really opened my eyes to the opportunities LA had for me and also just the new alignment I felt. And maybe it is true, like when I had gone up to LA during college, because I used to live in Orange County, which is a 45 minute drive, I probably didn't feel the alignment with the energy in Los Angeles. And maybe it's because I was younger, I was in a different direction. And, you know, I was also in a relationship at the time. So I think a lot of different aspects and components played out differently but you know by the time last year around this time i was exploring the idea of moving to los angeles and it ultimately made sense so i think it's funny that i thought i was going to go straight from orange county to new york city pandemic happened and then didn't really know what i was going to do if i was going to stay in orange county for you know another year or what but um ultimately i remember calling my dad um maybe like two, three weeks before I actually moved to Los Angeles. And I told him, I am thinking about moving to LA. I'm like 15% chance on the idea of moving to LA, but we'll see. So he's like, really? And I'm like, yeah. So he's like, okay. Next thing you know, I one, one of the weekends, I decided to come up and look at apartments. And it, it just really made sense to me. Like something clicked. And what I'm saying now, a year later, is that I'm grateful for how all of that played out. It literally just, the idea sparked because I was, you know, seeing someone up here and I just realized, like, I wanted to get a change in my life, uh, especially in the physical environment aspect. I've been in Orange County for, you know, almost six years at that point. So for me, going to LA and being surrounded by more creatives and more people in my industry, it helped me become more driven and in a sense competitive in what I do and also having to be savvy enough to survive you know living on my own and whatnot in Los Angeles so I'm grateful for just that experience as a whole um, because I think when we look back in hindsight on our life we are able to appreciate those weird awkward tough moments more and I'm not saying that was a weird tough moment in my life but it was just a different chapter and now i'm here and you guys will definitely hear some updates uh, in the upcoming month on where i'm going next and just kind of what's in store for me so um yeah i always just like to keep it personal on this podcast because it is a community and i know a lot of you keep up with me on instagram as well so i always just want to incorporate that but uh without further ado let's just dive into the episode and happy 100th episode Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. 
For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. All right, so I am going to dive into just some essential advice that I have put together on a little notebook here I'm looking at. And it's just advice that I think I personally would have wanted to hear from an older sister per se when I was in my early 20s, even though, I don't know, I'm 24 now. It's always like the brink of early slash mid 20s, but I guess you could say I'm more so in the mid 20s now. Um, But this is, yeah, definitely just some ideas, notes, advice, whatever that I would tell my younger self and I wanted to share with you guys in celebration of the 100th episode because all of this and all of the hardships that I've gone through as well as good experiences, all of that is the reason why I started this podcast because I never had an older sister. I never really had a female figure in my life that taught me a philosophy that I really believed in and more importantly a mindset that I believed in so I guess this is more so of me saying hey this is what I've learned I wish I had a girl back in the day that could be telling me these things but you know if you don't have one now I'm going to hopefully serve as that for you so my first piece of advice this definitely would just apply to anyone doesn't really necessarily mean early 20s but This is something I do think people lack in their early 20s due to peer pressure and what your peers are doing. But the first one is to focus on yourself. I cannot elaborate more on this. I think, well, I guess I would think about college. And I remember when I was a junior, I felt really lonely, not just because of, you know, what I was going through, but also because I noticed that so many people my age were really focused on the micro things about college, whether that was, are you going to this frat party or did you get invited to this formal or, you know, what are you going to go to this bar on Thursday night, that kind of thing. And maybe it's because I experienced a lot of that earlier on in college, you know, when I was 18, 19, and you know, yes, I'm not going to really explicitly say it, but yes, I was going to bars already at that age and, you know, not really uncommon in college. But because I think I experienced some of those things earlier and because I had an older brother who would take me out to things before I was, you know, 21. So I just feel like I saw a lot of that scene And I didn't feel that same desire anymore for wanting to do what everyone else was doing in college, which was going out and, you know, trying to date and trying to, you know, be within the college culture. And because I had that the first two years, by the third year, I was like, okay, I really need to focus on myself because I don't think that I can identify who Emily Elizabeth is at this point. I would attribute the focus I had on myself as a major key in my growth from the age of 20 to 23. And I would not be the person I am today without having put that focus on myself. And, you know, for example, after I had that initial breakup of the long-term relationship I was in, I had friends, which is this is a common advice they would give you but they I had friends that'd be like hey you should come out meet new guys and you know maybe they weren't saying like to sleep with someone new but to maybe explore like getting that emotional 
you know, just just working on moving past whatever my past situation was. And I understand why that's a common, I guess, advice that friends will give you at that age. But I remember telling one of my guy friends, actually, like, you know, he'd asked me when was the last time you were with a guy. And I told him the last guy was my ex. And at that time, it's been four or five months. And he's like, oh, my gosh, are you like doing OK? You should go meet new people and all that. And I told him, you know, I, I appreciate that perspective. But I think what I really need to do is actually focus on myself. And by that point, I and this was like a fall semester, which is always my favorite time of year. But I was reading every night, but also more importantly, every Friday night, Saturday, during the weekends. Um, I I never went out to any party during that semester, aside from like the pre, I guess it's like the, we called it O week at Chapman. But that was the week before school started. And, you know, of course, I was dragged out by some of the girls I met in my sorority saying, hey, I, I will introduce you to some people. And it was really great. And it was fun for a week. But after that, I was like, I really need to focus on myself. So I focused on school, getting really good grades that semester. I focused on reading new books. Um, a couple books I read that semester that I talk about all the time, Sutter of Not Giving a Fuck. That was a huge book that made a difference for me. Principles by Ray Dalio, um, Mindset by Carol Dweck, and that's where I learned about growth mindset. So I took that period of time uh, to focus on myself and I guess because of that, it's funny, I some of my friends are always surprised by this, but I never was with a guy at Chapman, so um, I never had that experience with being with a guy there because by the time, I don't want to say, not like my growth period was over, but by the time I was, you know, six, seven, eight months into just focusing on myself, my ex and I ended up getting back together and um, ultimately, you know, I ended things in 2019 after I graduated, but um that is also part of why I felt so well in my second half of the relationship because I had grown so much and I would honestly say too that was probably why you know I felt like I had to end things when it ended because um, I don't think he had grown that much compared to me and it probably is because he and again in most situations people have family uh, you know close friends from home whatever to fall back on and I just did not have that situation at all but in essence that is a blessing because that's how and why I grew up so much because I really started to teach myself how to focus on me and stay in my own lane and there's a quote that I love I learned from Lauren Bostick from the Skinny Confidential I heard it first time from her in 2017 and um, this is actually right in the brink of the beginning of my uh, focus and she had said something along the lines of be like Michael Phelps stay in your own lane because if Michael Phelps was watching where his competitors were when he was swimming he would have never won the amount of gold medals he did he never would have gone to that many Olympics and he just ultimately would not be the champion he is today if he was focused on other people in different lanes and she didn't elaborate like that but for me as an athlete or as a former competitive athlete I can relate to that a lot and I know I made the mistake in the past as a figure skater I used to compare my scores to other girls going into the competition I, I used to try to almost analyze where my score would line up based on their previous scores so uh, long story short I realized like that was what I was doing and that was something I needed to fix 
uh, in order to grow up and work on myself. And I do think that there's a lot of girls my age, even now or in college, it is. it feels hard to just blatantly focus on yourself because you're like, where the fuck do I start? I mean, for me, I started on my mind because I knew I needed to really shift my mindset somehow. I feel like I was not in a right mental space. And when I acknowledged that to myself, I'm like, okay, first thing I'm going to do is go read some fucking books, right? I mean, that seems like a stupid or not stupid, but it just seems like a very blanket way of approaching something. But you know, I, but I knew that reading some new information would be helpful for my brain and then I ended up um, also focusing on my physique and my fitness now I will be honest here I started working on you know just having a hotter body to be honest because I was like I'm gonna show you know my ex what he's missing out on like I'm gonna look super good I'm gonna just look so fresh and you know be so mentally fresh as well and um I I guess you could say I was slightly driven externally in that sense, but I was driven by proving to myself and to whoever wanted to observe that I am the fucking shit. And I think when you can bring that energy for yourself and be the cheerleader for yourself, um, you can ultimately bring back the focus on you. And when you're just so focused on yourself, you're going to start moving faster because, you know, if you're running and you're looking behind you or looking next to you to see who's coming up close, you're going to slow down, right? So I think um, if you don't focus on the road ahead of you, you will get distracted and slow down ultimately and that will bring in more bumps on the road. My second piece of advice does have something related to dating and this I think the first time I heard this exact quote was from a girl in my sorority. She was a year older than me. And during what we call a senior send-off, every meeting, the seniors would read off a little bio about them and then just a quote that, you know, they live by or a mantra. And this girl stood up and, you know, this was monumental. I know the whole sorority started clapping. But she said, if he wants to be with you, he will be with you. And I took that from that moment as well, realizing like that is very true. And I do think, well, not that I think, I I definitely have some girls that pop into my DMs who listen to this podcast, who come to me asking about dating advice and, you know, about they think the guy is the issue, right? And I'm a very honest person and I would tell you to your face if I think you are the issue or if I think it's something you need to work on or if it's just pretty obvious that you're the one that's chasing him and that could be part of what's scaring him off. But, you know, ultimately I learned in college, like you do not chase and you should not chase a guy. Now it's different because that is not the same as taking initiative. Like I do not mind taking the initiative to walk over to a guy that I think is attractive at the bar but after that it's totally you know what I'm observing is can he take the same initiative to ask me out if he's interested and so forth and if he's not then obviously he's not going to ask me out and for that I'm not going to chase him and you know and that's that's just part of life right you can't take that personal but if it's someone that you're in the talking phase with Um, I've always learned from my dating experience after my four-year relationship, it's, it's pretty obvious, like, if they want to date you and they want to talk to you, they will make the time to, and it's a very straightforward thing, and 
I think in my early 20s, I used to think it was more black and or not black and white. I used to think it was more like gray area where like sometimes, you know, you could be more this and you could be more this and that could change the outcome of certain things. And maybe in some cases it can, but I think ultimately if a guy really wants to date you and he really wants to be with you, you will know it. And if you have to guess about where you stand or how the relationship is, that's probably some red flags that you know for yourself. So you will typically have some sort of right instinct on that. Now, my approach to that as well, though, is I'm also pretty direct. I don't play games with guys. And I would say for the most part, guys don't really like to play games with you either. However, there is a stigma around women playing games and, you know, taking extra long to text back or, you know, playing it cool too much. And I think, again, like that might have worked a long time ago, but today's generation is just like, we want it quicker and we want to see if you are going to be worth our time quicker. So it's not like we want to hit it. And qu- I mean, that is obviously always an option, but I think ultimately men and women, at least speaking from my experience and my perspective on dating, like I don't want to waste my time if I feel like we are on different wavelengths, frequencies, whatever. And I think that goes for guys as well, especially the mature ones. Now, I can't say that about guys that are not actually interested in dating you. Like if they're just interested in sleeping with you or being super casual because they don't want to get anything serious, then those are like they might be more down to play a game because they don't really give a shit, right? But then you have to be willing to recognize like that's where it stands. And if that's okay with you, then you can be in that phase as well because maybe you are you know, someone that doesn't really want a serious relationship or something more committed per se. But either way, you should try to recognize if that person is on the same wavelength as you. And if they're not, then you either should directly approach it and be like, hey, you know, I'm interested in you in this way. And I'm at a point where I would want X, Y, and Z, but I want to know where your head is at. And for me, the reason why I like this approach is because you either, you you just rip the bandaid off. You know, if it's something you've been thinking that, you know, you guys are on different wavelengths, then it's better to know now than wait. Because why would you waste your time being with someone that wants different things as you from you, right? Like if you want something serious and they want something casual, um, then that's not going to work out and you're going to waste your time in the months that you're, you know, talking to them when you could be talking to someone else or someone else might come into your life that is just much more suitable for you and that door might have been closed if you're still with this person that is ultimately not on the same page as you and that is vice versa as well like if you are someone that is casual and you're talking to someone that clearly shows that they want to pursue something serious with you well then it's not really nice to waste someone else's time so um, either way I think ultimately in regards to dating if he wants to be with you he will be with you. You will know. Um, but if it's a casual thing, then I cannot speak on that. It's, that's not really my preference. But um, there's, ob- I think ultimately if you want something casual, you should al- also make sure that the guy or girl is on the same page. 
My third piece of advice uh, definitely goes out to all of those who see influencers or people really achieved or people really, quote, successful in their career um, and you're still in college or you're still in your early mid-20s and you're like, oh my gosh, how long is it going to take? Um, obviously, I'm only 24, so I still, I still have a long way to go, but I'm going to say that for sure everything takes a long time and not necessarily like a long, long time, but just in general, it's going to take time to get to whatever point you really want. And I think the journey along the way is the best because, you know, I look back on my experience with how I got to where I am today as a content creator, podcaster, and then, you know, of course, with my other businesses and whatnot. But you know, ultimately, I did a lot of things for free or just as a hobby for myself in college. And I started, you know, when I started doing content creation, that they, they were not calling influencers influencers. Yeah, it was very much, um, I guess it was like kind of lifestyle models or I guess slightly content creators, but it was it was like photographers and then bloggers per se. And I used to do collaborations with photographers. I would shoot in Laguna and at the beaches. And, you know, I don't even really freaking know what I was shooting for. But I just knew that it was fun. I liked being in front of the camera at some times. And um, I obviously was blogging for free. I wasn't making any money. Um, And I was just posting some stuff. And again, this was at a time when I was going through my focus on myself period. I was growing and I was reading a lot and I just learned a lot. So I started to write what I learned and put it in captions. And if you scroll through my old posts on my Instagram from like 2017, you'll find some things that um, I've kept around that really just show where my head was at back in the day. And I keep it around because I think it just is a hallmark of, you know, or rather just a, a pillar, I guess, in, in where I used to be. Um, but and more importantly too, like I did all of that as experience. I did it for other people as well. I also did internships where, you know, I was, I did influencer marketing, um, and I got just a lot of experience, right? And, and half of that I did for free, um, for sure. And I think the reason, because I had so much experience and so much hands-on experience, that's the reason why I'm able to do what I am able to do today, because I wasn't focused on you know, making money. I mean, I had three part-time jobs too. Like my jobs in college, I was tutoring part-time um, all four years of college. I tutored for this family and I got paid, um, you know, 15 an hour my freshman year and then sophomore year I got moved up to 20 an hour and I worked a couple hours for them, would sometimes babysit. And I also coached figure skating and then obviously was doing my business, Elite Skatewear. And, you know, I was in college, so I wasn't focused on growing it. But, and, you know, nowadays I am. But back then, those were my three, um, you know, sources of income, you could say, during college. But what I really wanted to do was obviously some sort of blogging or content creation or so I thought, right? And nowadays, I have turned it into this podcast. I've turned it into doing, you know, more lifestyle content that really showcases my life that I think some of which can be impactful to you guys who look at my content, watch my content, whatever. And um, all of this is to say that 
just get experience and go do shit for free um i know it's not that easy and i know we all need different money as well to fund our life whatever like i said i worked three part-time jobs in college and when it comes to when i when i what i mean when i say like work for free or do it for free i mean whatever it is that you like really want to do do that on the side for free or like work on it on the side for free like I worked on photography on my own time like I was you know using this Canon camera I had no idea what the heck I was doing I got it as a gift for Christmas because that's what I asked for and I wanted to use it to learn how to shoot content and um you know do this and then now it's funny because I do it for my clients at Lost Hatton my creative marketing agency and I you know with all the blogging the social media work I did for myself and for my internship back in the day now that's why I understand how to do what I do for my agency right so what I'm trying to say is that I did all of this not really knowing it would lead to me having my own creative marketing agency or that I'd be doing a podcast but all of those small moments and baby steps along the way contribute to where I'm currently at in my journey so again even if it's it seems weird seems dumb seems like you're at a beginner position just remember it does take time it takes a few years and you know more than just a few years if you really want to be super successful in a certain field like the skinny confidential this blogger I look up to you know she's been doing it for over 10 years now and like you know when I think about where I was 10 years ago I was only 14 years old I was in high school probably worried about stupid high school shit and so I have still got a long way to go I've only been doing this podcast for over just barely over a year now and um, I've shifted a lot of my content as well so regardless of where you want to be like I think most of you guys who listen probably don't necessarily want to be in a creator world or um, anything relating to social media necessarily so in that sense like I look at everything in life um, relating to career as a corporate ladder whether you are an influencer an entrepreneur or you work in nine to five like no matter where you are it takes a few years to climb the ladder and get towards the top So all of these YouTubers that, you know, even myself, I see today, I'm like, holy crap, they have a lot of subscribers, they have a lot of views, but that's the thing is they've been doing YouTube since they're 12 years old, right? So they start out a long time ago and they they adopt and they change over time and that's just what you have to remind yourself that if you're at the beginning right now or in the middle, you have to keep showing up and being consistent and over time, the results will show. All right, my fourth piece of advice is don't wait too long to get your shit together and ideally try to start early. And the reason why I bring this up is because I don't think I would be as independent as I am today if I didn't start working towards understanding financial independence, you know, how to pay bills, um, you know, like for, you know, actually... All of college, I paid for my apartment directly on my own and all utility bills. Now, my parents gave me money to pay for that, obviously. And then by senior year, I actually paid for part of my rent because I would tell them my rent was less than what it actually was. And I would use money that I was earning for myself to pay for part of my rent. 
And I wanted to do that so that I could teach myself what it's like to be a fucking adult. Um, I do think that by the time you're, you know, 23, 24, you should at the very least know how to fund your entire lifestyle. Um, I know each person has different situations and I don't, I'm never going to discredit someone if you still get a little bit of help from your parents if you just graduate. Like I know there's some people that are really harsh to people that still have a little bit of help. Um, I don't have any personal judgment because, you know, it's to each their own. But I will say you should at the very least understand how to use a credit card, um, understand what the limits are, understand a little bit about investing, what a 401k is, what a Roth IRA is, um, understanding how to pay your rent and like what a security deposit is what it's like to live with only one other roommate versus like three housemates if you live in like a college house right now all of that I think is really important to just start to be aware that you need to learn and for me I started this around the end of my junior year I started you know calculating my finances for my business obviously and then um, started to work on you know my personal finances and just really wanted to up level where I was and I think finance and adulting can be really scary and intimidating at that age but I will say I notice a lot of people if they don't do it during college they get out of college and they feel such a big shift in from college to young adult life and if you want to avoid that shift and that scary I guess crisis feeling that I have observed many people facing I will say you should start working on getting your shit together earlier on and I know it's not easy like it trust me it wasn't easy for me but I I have the desire to because I think there's nothing scarier than not knowing how to pay for yourself and fund your own life. Um, you know, if your parents can't pay for you or, you know, you, I don't, I don't know, whatever that may be. But ultimately, I started end of junior year and I don't think, again, I would be where I am right now, where I'm able to live by myself in a one bedroom in Los Angeles um, and you know I lived by myself the year after I graduated so I'm really grateful for the position I'm in and I know that not many people are actually at this position when they're 23, 24 but I will say it's also not impossible and it doesn't mean that you have to come from a lot of money or that you have to be an entrepreneur to be able to do it. I think all it really takes is understanding you know, where you want to be the year after you graduate and then understanding, okay, what does the finance look like? What does, you know, how do I get from A to B and A to C, whatever and so forth. And um, the earlier you start, I would say the less anxiety you're going to have as well when it comes to what the fuck you're going to do after you graduate. So the last piece of advice I have, something that I take to heart because without this advice I would not be where I am today I would not be as fulfilled as I am today and I struggled with this personally a lot um, in my early 20s and that is finding long-term friends with similar values and similar aspiring lifestyles or current lifestyles and why that's so important to me is like 
I think about the friends I have brought into my life today, whether they are fellow entrepreneurs that I have met through, you know, a guest I had on the podcast and they introduced me to their friends and then, you know, whatever that cycle could be. Um, Or just even girlfriends I met in college when I was really hunting for the right friends or like the quote-unquote future bridesmaids. I was really looking for people that had the same values as mine and were showing that through their own actions as well but even today um you know it's been super awesome like i've made a lot of close friends actually through this podcast some of which that have been interviewed on this podcast and i've been able to connect with them because of the show but i realize that without long-term friends and without people that you really feel like you can share you know your stories with and share you know, things that are going on in life, um, it's really hard to share that with people that have misaligned values or don't have, you know, anything aspiring to be similar to what you want to be. Like, it's going to be harder to relate to those people and to connect with those people. And I will say, though, it takes a while to find those long-term, deep, meaningful relationships because those are quality ones so of course it's not going to happen overnight and even for me I'm still developing new long-term relationships today and I am two years out of college now right Um, I fortunately found some really close friends throughout college some of which again have been on the show Avery's one of them Harry my guy friend he's also one of them Um, but when it comes to just you know the aspiring lifestyle part I think that usually catches people off guard But I will admit, like, I personally believe that if you want to be living a certain way or, you know, you aspire to be something, you should be surrounded by people that either live that currently or also feel the same way about that lifestyle, right? Um, And I don't think there's anything weird or wrong with it. I know to some people it might sound superficial or maybe even materialistic, depending on how you look at it. But, you know, for me, for example, like, One of the biggest joys in my personal life is I love fine dining and having super deep conversations with friends over dinner. Like that's to me is what I love to do when I go out. Like I'll occasionally, you know, if I go to Miami or something, I might, you know, go to clubs and whatever. But for the most part, my version of going out nowadays, even though I'm young, like I love just going to dinner, having a cocktail and just chatting with my girlfriends or whoever I'm with and just having a really meaningful conversation over dinner. So with that being said, I, I personally have been able to narrow down those people based on their career, based on their own aspirations, the way they dress, the way they hold themselves. Um, and again, like it, it sounds weird to judge people by that, but it is part of who you are, right? It's how you represent yourself. It's the first impression you give off to other people. Um, and that's not to say like you have to have every friend that has the same exact, you know, lifestyle. Um, but for me, it ultimately comes down to values. And then that's how I'm able to branch out with different groups, right? Like my entrepreneur friends are more of my friends. I love to have business conversations with or, you know, get takeout and all hang out together in LA on like a Friday night. Like those are the types of people I'll do that with and we'll, you know, maybe play a card game or something. They're more of my you know, low-key friends, if you will. Um, But then I also have, like, other girlfriends, like, I love to, you know, be in Miami with or, you know, New York, LA, whatever. And, um, you know, those are typically, like, the most aligned people for me. And then, of course, I still have other girlfriends as well that are not really 
into that kind of lifestyle but like again have always had same values as mine and I can talk to them about anything so ultimately I think it all circles back to values but the cherry on top is having people that also have the same lifestyle as you um even as simple as again working out like I love soul cycle so being able to say hey girlfriend like do you want to go to soul cycle with me on Sunday right um that's awesome because then you don't have to go to all these things by yourself and I've done a lot of this by myself I still go to soul cycle by myself or I'll go to you know I have no I don't feel weird like going to dinner by myself either like that's not I mean I don't have to nowadays like I have a great um you know network of people to go out with but I'm just pointing out that these are things you should think about because I don't think we are taught how to target what kind of friends we want to have. We're taught about maybe targeting the right boyfriend or the right future partner, but we don't talk about friends enough. And I think that's such an important topic because I went through a period of life where I didn't really have any close friend whatsoever. And now I have so many incredible relationships that I'm so grateful for that I cherish and I you know, I think it's just because of the amount of time I've worked on myself and I've focused on myself. And so I really think no matter where you are at in life, having long-term relationships and friends with similar values and or aspiring lifestyles or the same lifestyle, um, whatever focus that may be on, um, I think that can ultimately really bring a lot of fulfillment in your life. So that was all for today's 100th episode. You guys, I cannot say enough. Thank you so much for supporting me and this show and for just being a dedicated listener. I really do appreciate it. I know I say it a lot, but that's because I do appreciate it so much. And before you guys head out, I want to make sure you guys are aware I am offering a 15% off little special promotion code on all the podcast merch. So that includes the crew neck, which is again, super cute if you've been seeing the photos on instagram as well as the daily gratitude journal it's just the black vegan leather journal with gold accents on the pages and on the front um, i've been loving both i know a lot of you guys have been as well so go cop it while you can it's on the website at whatfulfillsyou.com and yeah thank you so much you guys for tuning in i'll chat with you next week Grand Canyon University's RN to BSN online degree program makes earning your bachelor's in nursing possible. Balance online coursework with local in-person clinicals to position yourself for potential leadership opportunities in the time you have from wherever you are. Leaving room for what matters. Achieve your goals with your personalized plan and team behind you. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu.